Welcome to Talking Tea with Auntie, where we discuss interesting topics with everyday people. And today's topic is Art and Artists with Magic Cakes by Tavo and Jasper Friend. And now to your gay auntie, Shining Nathan. Hello, lovers. Welcome to Talk and Tea with Auntie. This is your gay auntie, Shining Nathan, and we are geared for a fantastic episode today. I'm really excited to get this going. I have two fantastic guests, one who's a baker and one's a milliner. Fantastic company. They're going to be giving us a great show. And if you like this content, once again, I do have to ask if you become a patron on my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Shining Nathan, and you get to ask questions of our guests and I'll also put those questions to our next guests. And today we're focusing on a fantastic topic that I think involves all our lives and gives us all a fantastic view of the world around us and it provides beauty to enrichment to our lives in forms of entertainment and much much more. And that is art. And I'm brought two very unusual artists, well not unusual but not like a paint and canvas type, but a different type. Baker and a milliner. So I'm so excited to have them both here today. So let's bring on our guest. We will start with our fantastic guest today, shall we? <laughs> so we have with us today, Tavo. Welcome Tavo, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome Tavo, where are you based? You're based here in San Antonio, correctly. San Antonio, just outside of San Antonio, like in the uh, Northeast area. No, and so you tell me what you are a baker. What got you into baking, darling? So it, it kind of was an accident at first because I was in high school, uh, freshman year, trying to get out, figure out all of my classes that I was going to take for the rest of my time in high school. And one of the things that they were telling us was like, if you take culinary class, that counts towards your PE credit. And I was like, cool, I don't want to take PE, so I'm going <laughs> to take that. Plus, I don't uh, I don't want to leave high school going into college not knowing how to cook. So I was like, let me go ahead and take that. Fair. And then once I got into culinary, my teacher noticed I had an artistic eye for things and kept pushing me to do uh, the baked stuff, all the desserts. Uh, anytime we did like little restaurants for the teachers, I was always the one who plated the desserts and made them look really nice. And so that kind of sparked me to eventually go into, uh, like dive more into like baking cakes and stuff. And uh, I ended up going to college for it, which was not my plan. <laughs> what was originally your plan? I wanted to go to school for theater. Really? And yeah. I see you have a lot of things behind you. Do you, and having met you in person, you do a lot more than just bake cakes. You make fantastic works of art. Right. So I, I kind of call myself a jack of all trades because I make, uh, I make a lot of stuff. I, uh, I call myself a home hunter as well. If people don't know what that is, that's people who like make haunted houses out of their own houses uh, or any kind of yard display for Halloween. Uh, and I build all of my own sets and everything for that. Uh, I make little props and little decorations for home. Yeah, oh, I got... You got what? Show us. This was the Christmas gift that I gave to friends and family this year, this little spider right here. How did you do? That is stunning. So it is just a ornament uh, with a uh, aluminum armature with clay on it and then coated in glitter. That is so wonderful. I love that. What inspired you to create? What inspires you? In so um, um, for a lot of what I'm starting to do now, what kind of pushed me in this creative direction to making like more home crafts and stuff, there's a creator by the name of Christine McConnell that like I uh, saw her Netflix show that only unfortunately unfortunately only lasted one season on Netflix, um, but she's continued it through Patreon and YouTube and I've been like religiously following her. And this, this was actually something that she had made and she gave like, she shows how to make everything. You can make it at home. And I was like, I, need to make that for gifts 
<laughs> I, that is just wonderful. So is there any specific genre that speaks to you when you get inspiration to make things? Say, just in general, like you feel like being crafty or feeling artistic? Um, Some of it's kind of spur of the moment. Most of what I do will relate back to Halloween in some way or something spooky related. I mean, it's a spider <laughs> I made for Christmas time. Uh, <laughs> Because that's just, I mean, Halloween has been one of the things I love. I mean, you can see one side. Is <laughs> stuff over there. Um, but yeah, it's, or it's like, I see something and I'm like, I want to make that. Like recently I saw this coffin bag on Etsy and I was like, I want that. Clicked on it, realized it was a PDF for the patterns to make it out of leather and i was like well i guess i'm gonna get into leather making now so <laughs> and how that. did that go i i haven't started it yet i actually just got the kit to uh like the leather working kit today mm -hmm. because i like like gifted that to myself after reorganizing and cleaning this entire room i mean you clearly i've seen pictures of that room it's an it's an impeccably epic room <laughs> So, Tavo, how old are you? I know people are going to wonder, how young are you? And I think we're not that far. You're, you're still a baby, 28. Yeah, and still, what is it? And so, whenever you bake, I know you've done competitions. What is your mm -hmm. favorite cake you've ever, or thing you've baked for a competition? Um, so, the competitions I normally do, I'm not actually uh, baking anything that they're going to taste. Mm -hmm. um, it's been more of just decoration, so half the time it's I use a box mix cake because I'm like, I don't want to waste time and ingredients. Um, so I use that or Rice Krispie Treats. Mm -hmm. But personally, my favorite cake lately it has been this like chocolate cake that's like super easy to make, comes out so moist every single time it comes out. And it's like one of those, oh, you had you had it. Yeah, I yeah. For the Christmas, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, cause I, it, it's, I, I think that specific chocolate cake is such a good base for like pairing. Cause I really want to do like a peanut butter chocolate cake with that one day. And I just haven't ever gotten around to it. <laughs> and so what is your favorite thing to bake? Do you love, prefer doing cakes, cookies, pastries as a person who does this art? What is it you prefer? Um, I mean, my specialty is cakes. I've been getting into more cookies lately, but... Your cookies are amazing. I've had them. They're amazing. Thank you. Uh, but I, like, I would like to get into the fancier stuff again, because, like, uh, creme brulee, I mean, that's one of those recipes that I'm trying to get down, and I'm starting to get there, and it's, like, one of my <laughs> favorite desserts. <laughs> That is, I mean, I, I love creme brulee, but it, is it that complicated to make? It can be. If it, It's one of those things that's really fickle. If you do like one thing that's just slightly off, since baking is such a science, it can make the whole bake not go correctly. And what is it you hate bacon? What is that one thing that just gets you so annoyed you hate bacon? Pedophores. <laughs> I don't know. There are these little, like, I mean, it's just cake, but it's like layered and it's, uh, some of the times it has like marzipan on it. I'm not the biggest fan of marzipan, so I think it's kind of gross. <laughs> and what is marzipan for people that don't know what it, is marzipan? It's like a, it's like a almond paste. Like it's just something you can mold. So it's it like layers over the cakes and it's just, I don't mind doing tedious things. But doing them repeatedly to a bunch of like one inch by one inch cakes, I'm just like, this is no, you can't pay me enough. <laughs> like that and cake pops, because they're very similar in how you have to make both of them. So noted, next time I'm ordering something, I'm gonna order cake pops. I'll hate you forever. <laughs> And so of your design work, I've seen quite a few of your designs you've made, both art, both in just your general, the, the uh, at-home haunted house, which was amazing, by the way, but also in your cakes. What is your favorite design you have ever designed? In ter not terms of like flavor, but just in terms of just the design. Um, 
I would honestly say, I think the cake that I'm like most proud of, and I was like, this is such a good design um, as of right now, is my Pandora cake, which was based off of the movie Avatar, um, and more so inspired by um, Animal Kingdom Park at Disney World. They have that whole Land of Pandora section with the floating uh, mountains and stuff, and like that cake was like so outside of my comfort zone because I actually had to make a piece of cake float in midair, and that was not the easiest thing to do. <laughs> um, and there was a lot of like throwing stuff on the ground because I would get upset when it would fall. Uh, but <laughs> I got there, it got, it made it to competition. I got third place specialty award for gravity defying. Um, so that was pretty great to be recognized for that because that was like the point. Um, but I do have a cake for this, the upcoming competition that's at the end of March in Austin. I'm not gonna say much about it, but it's one of my favorite designs and I can't wait to make it. I'm excited, I'm excited to see it. So right now, you, I've had your cakes, I've had your cookies, they're delicious. Is being a baker currently your day job? And if not, what is your dream? Um, so currently my day job, I work, <clears throat> excuse me, I work for Costco. Um, which is, you know, it's a great company and everything. And uh, I work there part time. And then my like side gig is uh, my out of the house cake business, which um, in Texas, it's legal to bake out of the house and sell your goods with limitations. Um, but my dream would be and I'm hoping it will happen this year is to uh, get some kind some form of bakery that's not in my house so I can open up all the possibilities and be able to do more things for people. And so what kind of bakery would that be? Would you just, would you specialize? Would you be a boutique? Eat in? Tell me about this dream, darling. I, I really want, my dream is I really want a place that like, it'll have like the basic bakery, right? So you can come in, grab a cookie, grab a slice of cake, grab a cake, whatever. But I have always wanted a place, like say you go out to a restaurant and you don't care for the dessert items they have on the menu and most of the time they're overly priced. Um, or like you're just hanging out at home and you have dinner at home with your friends or family. Like I want a place <clears throat> that you can go to for fresh dessert. Like that's all you want to do. You just want to go out for dessert. And so I want to have a place where you can sit down and order something fresh like uh, bananas foster, molten chocolate cakes, you know, stuff like that, stuff that can be made then and there and then they bring it out to you. Ooh, that would you would you put in a drive through because you know how Texans can be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not the aesthetic that I want. <laughs> what aesthetic would that be? Tell me about the aesthetic. Um, so my business is called Magic Cakes, and so I really want this whole kind of wizarding world type of feel uh, to how the bakery looks. Um, some something really whimsical. <laughs> I want everybody to kind of be in character a little bit. Um, something low lit on the spookier side because it's me. Um, but you know, so I want a place where people can also just hang out and like even maybe catch a magic show or something while they're there. I love that. That'd be wonderful. And what is your Instagram just so people can go and order cakes from you? <laughs> um, so my business Instagram is Magic Cakes by Tavo. That is with one C because people get confused and they can never find me. <laughs> okay, Magic Cakes by Tavo. I'll have that up here somewhere for y'all. So that way people can order more cakes for me. So real quick, what is a fantastic question for me to ask of you right now? What is your favorite flavor of cake you make? Not out of, but for your own personal taste. And tell me why. Hmm. I mean, I have to go back to that chocolate one because that one <laughs> is so good. <laughs> like like that, like specifically with like an Oreo frosting. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Have you made it like that already yet or no? Yes, I have. I'm going to need to order that next time. 
<laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I love you. Your, his cakes are really are fantastic. He made a delicious Christmas cake. It's on my Instagram if you follow me there. And it is apps it was absolutely to die for and thank you for the pipe work you did on that tree i know it gave you cramps <laughs> you're very welcome thank thankfully you have good grip strength you also he also does fantastic uh work as a hobby in what is it what do we call it uh, Ribbon work. Uh, aerial acrobatics uh i'm specifically a silks performer he does be he looks beautiful up in the air <laughs> and so he's very multifaceted but the cake was delicious and our friend of mine we did it for her christmas party absolutely to die for and but i do apologize you having to do that pop work question what were those gifts made out of those were fondant okay i ate one um <laughs> edible it is um uh, and it, I, I it was basically just sugar which i was oh, delighted yeah. It was delicious. Every part of it was delicious. Good. <laughs> and I thank you so much for it. He put in a lot of good work in doing that cake. Highly recommend. We have 20 seconds. What can I ask you next? What can I ask you next? Favorite cookie? Favorite cookie? The peanut butter cookie. The peanut like, butter. I was gonna, I wanted to make some the other day, but I had no peanut butter, but there's a specific peanut butter I use for that. And I was not about to go back to my work to go get it so <laughs> how dare you not go back to her to get the peanut butter i was just there and I <laughs> well then we will have more questions for you in a little bit i'm going to bring in our next guest and send you off to the green room so you can stretch and i'll bring you back in about 15 minutes all righty see you then. all right baby. see you then <laughs> how do i do this there we go put in waiting room <laughs> that was Tavo, who is here in San Antonio. I greatly enjoy his confectionaries. Beautiful. Please, by all means, if you do live in San Antonio, I highly recommend ordering for him. The next artist we are bringing on today is Jasper. She is fantastic, out of New Orleans. Several of my hats she has made. Not this one today, because I went, it was not matching the look for today. But you have seen several of her pieces with the bigger feathered adornment. So let's bring in Jasper for us to be able to talk to and enjoy. Let me bring on Jasper. Hello, Jasper, darling, looking beautiful. Hi there. Welcome, Thank honey. You. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm fantastic. You look stunning and green as always. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Jasper. Tell me about yourself a little bit before we get into your artistry. Where are you from, Jasper? So I currently live in New Orleans. Um, I grew up in Ohio, which is much less exciting than New Orleans, but you know, we got to come from somewhere. Um, however, my mom is from Thailand, so I'm actually first generation to the U.S. Um, yeah, and I grew up on a hippie commune in a school bus, essentially. Really? I in, yeah, I lived in a school bus and I lived in yurts. I was homeschooled and my whole family is very creative and all artists. So that's kind of where my, you know, humble beginnings started. It wasn't even an option. I just picked up every single type of craft and that's basically what I did for school was art. Oh, so, and you do yeah. such beautiful work. And so Thank what you. art mediums have eventually led you to be a milliner? Um, I have to, so I've always loved three-dimensional. I like to touch things, like to physically be able to feel it. So I've done like everything from pottery to clothing. I, when I was very young, I would like to dress up dolls and dress myself up and cut my Barbie's hair and paint everything. And so it's just kind of been anything I could physically touch, I would make into art. Yeah, I've done a little drawing, dabbled here and there, but two-dimensional doesn't speak to me the same, so. I love that. And so how did your upbringing in Ohio, in, has it inspired your artwork today continually, or does New Orleans inspire your artwork more? I mean, definitely New Orleans inspires it more. I think probably what it inspires me about Ohio is that even at a young age, I like to kind of stand out and be a little funky and wild. And there it was always like, how can I shock people? Like, how can I like be the most outrageous and outlandish today? Whereas here, everyone is doing that. And so it doesn't feel so much like I have this like drive to be 
out there as much as I'm kind of just like playing with what works for me. And I almost find myself like toning down a little bit, especially as I age and, you know, walking out of the house in yoga pants instead of <laughs> to be like the most extra every day. So because style and fashion is really like where my heart is. And clearly, look at look at this style. What inspired this look today? This beautiful. Well, this is my this is one of my favorite hats um, that I've made, and green is definitely my color. So mm. I I based it around the hat. Of course, I needed to showcase the hat for the day, and this is the one. And mm. then after that, I kind of just decided, you know, let me go with something. It's pretty hot right now, and my air is out. Oh, so no! You can hear the fan in the background. I apologize, but so I was like short sleeve for sure, and just <laughs> go go through the the wardrobe and see what's available. I, I love that. And so right now you currently work as a milliner. Uh, I do. Are, there, are there any other types of art you're currently creating outside of the millinery work you do? I do. So myself, I have a design, a fashion line, Athena Noir. And it's not up at the moment. I took a break because I've been moving and it's kind of hard to, you know, be online and have all your stuff. But anyways, I do, I go to India and I um, source recycled sari material there. So like silk sari material and I design clothing and then have people make it out there and then ship it here. And that's my other business aside from working um, at a lovely hat shop in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. oh, and of nice. course I'm always just making costumes and stuff, <laughs> and all, all that, you gotta dress up. And so you in your time in New Orleans, how have you grown as an artist? What can you have? Oh my what, goodness. Please. I mean, I moved here when I was 18. So and I just how grown young as a are person. You now? I'm 33 at the moment, currently. Um, I'm thinking I'm going both on 16 and 75. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as a person I've grown and this city is just so rich in art and culture and um, flowers and colors and textures and like everything here there's so much so i'm inspired every day you know i love to people come into my shop like oh i'm from wisconsin i could never wear this i'm like well you could if you had enough bravery i don't know you could if you want to <laughs> like, like oh i wish people still wore hats well you can still wear a hat you know like set the trend let's do it exactly so and have you yeah. seen an uptick in people wearing hats more and more or is it still on the down I, you know it's hard for me to say as I'm actually a recent hat wearer myself. I started wearing hats about five years ago and I started with a baseball cap. And then kind <laughs> of like developed from there. I never thought I was a hat person. So when people walk into the shop and say, I'm not a hat person, I'm like, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> Neither was I. Um, yeah, I think it's an uptick if anything. That is beautiful to hear. So what is your favorite me? What's your favorite kind of hat to design, shall we? Mm. Well, we make hundreds of hats for the Kentucky Derby. And that's, of course, so much fun because they're extravagant and wild and can make things just like over the top. Anything I can think of, anything that I personally want to do where I'm able to do there um, with the supplies we have, which have tons. But I really love these small perching hats. This one is a little like um, asymmetrical swoop kind of goes up. And this is the style I like to wear the most. So I love making these. And then I also have a background in burlesque. So I make a lot of fascinators, like, you know, more sh showgirlish, I suppose. So, yeah. And so for people that don't know, what does a fat, what is the fascinating thing about a fascinator? <laughs> the, fasc <laughs> the fascinating thing about a fascinator is that, so a hat is anything that covers the crown of your head and a fascinator is anything that does not cover the crown of your head. So it would be a smaller plate or maybe even like a saucer that sits to the side, but it's not on the crown. That is wonderful. So I love oh. that. So you, what is your, what, hmm, let's see. How have you learned in terms of millinery? How many years have you been doing millinery? Officially about two years, but I started doing costume design. Like I can't even remember when I started. I got into theater when I was very young um, and I did do a lot of hats and fascinators before I actually got this job just for performance and for the performance community. So I've been dabbling forever, but I've been officially working at the shop and trained for two years now. That is just beautiful. And so you currently work for, have you worked in doing styling or any type of fashion? Because oh, fashion is clearly a way of art and clearly yeah. a very good eye of that. Have you actually gone into that as well while in your time in New Orleans? 
just with my own business, the one that I'm kind of starting with the the sorry silk um, robes and dresses and stuff like that. But aside from that, like every day is a fashion show here, but officially as a way of making a living, no. This is this is my first, you know, official fashion job, I suppose. That and honestly, it really does suit you. So, in in this journey in New Orleans, are there any outlandish forms of art you have seen? If so, what are they? Oh my! I mean, performance really. Like some of the Ooh. underground shows are probably not appropriate to speak of here. But well, we're on YouTube, some... honey, so we can discuss a little bit more. <laughs> a, a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, we. As- Okay, well, I have, I have been involved in the art community here forever, and we have. There's this one show that's well known that, that I may not name because I don't know if I should like fully make it that okay. underground. But it's it's a DIY strip show, so they have a pole and they have. But it's not just stripping; like people do wild acts. Like there was an act with raw meat one time. People like come out. They like build whole props that they birth out of and like it's all bodies and all expressions and all dynamics and like i watched uh somebody who was like nine months pregnant do like a virgin mary act and had the rosary plug in the backside oh. and all of that yeah <laughs> yep so i've seen some wild performances here i'll say that <laughs> wild <laughs> and what are some noteworthy not so wild or for adult only performances you've seen for adult or only or not for adult not for adult let's do this okay oh gosh there's so many great shows here i mean there's music obviously like this is the birthplace of jazz they say well actually between new york and here um but it's just music dance like i personally love acrobatics i was an acrobat before i um, got into millinery so a few years ago um and like traveling acrobatic shows kind of just my favorite i know that that's not new orleans specific but that's what i love to see so for me I'm like i got to the fun non what adult shows too <laughs> <laughs> we get we get there <laughs> we get there eventually and so yeah in terms of just uh oh god i had a question and i lost it at that laugh <laughs> <laughs> So in terms of you you used to do burlesque prior was that part mm-hmm. of the uh, acrobatic or was that before after had how was- did that evolve Oh we lost her for a second oh goodness We lost her Well let's give her we're having currently having technical difficulties let's see if we can bring her back <laughs> Let's see Hold on Hold on let's see if we can get her back There we go Bringing her back. We had a little technical difficulty. Welcome ah, back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Technical I did this really silly thing where I set up an automatic where my phone would like not allow me to do stuff at a certain time and I forgot to turn it off. <laughs> and I didn't realize it would kick me out of this even. I'm so I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. So back to where we were. Easy yes. technical issues. Um, what evolved first? Was it the burlesque to the acrobatic or the acrobatic to the burlesque? Burlesque came first. So I, you know, got into the that side of it, the dance. I helped basically a friend was like, I want to start a troupe. And I'm like, sure, let's do it. Didn't know what I was getting into. And I'd already been playing with a bit of acrobatics with my partner at the time just for fun. So I started burlesque first, but acrobatics came very soon after. And I I performed acrobatics for probably seven years. Partner uh, what, acrobatics. What made you stop with the acrobatics? Oh, uh, my body. <laughs> There's reason most people stop acrobatics. Yeah, my yeah. body said absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah. Trust me, same. I, dance on the dance floor. Yes. Like, pop it. No, you ain't. Yes, you ain't. I did. Ha- I ended up having shoulder surgery about a year and a half ago now, and oh. that's much better. So I might be able to get back into it, but only for fun. Oh, as as always, only for fun. And what are the yeah. next steps for you now? You're a milliner. What are your goals and dreams and aspirations as an artist? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. I am I'm a little bit trying to build some social media presence just to see where that can take me. Um I haven't been gearing it specifically to my art cuz I don't want to tie myself to like one 
niche. I'm just not a nichey person, but I would love if I was going with the millinery, I would love to go maybe into I'm obviously love my shop and I want to stay there, but I'd love to do some film work, making Ooh. hats for film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's so many good, like fun, funky period pieces coming out that aren't that don't have to stick with like the exact traditional millinery that can yeah. be a little bit more out of, I just see so much. And I, I'm, every time I see movies, like, oh, I could make that. Oh, I would love to make that. You know, so film is probably the the next step, but but I do love my shop. It's very, it's lovely. I, I've seen it. It is absolutely lovely. Is there a lot of film work being ha- happening in New Orleans? There is, but I don't, they, they don't, as far as I know, um, get their like, costume design people, I guess, from New Orleans. Like we do have a lot of film, but I find what they're looking for is extra work. So they find other people in LA and then they bring their whole crew. And then what they look for here is like grips and extras and stuff, more hands-on filming. So, okay, yeah. Cause the costuming, they kind of figure out ahead of time, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So have you been able to work in the film? Because I'm, I'm assuming there's like a, a small film industry of New Orleans itself. That's mm-hmm. local. Yeah, I imagine. How oh, active? Uh, local. You know, I'm not really sure how active our local scene is. I probably could dig into that a little bit more. I have been an extra or done some like independent film work with a couple lines. So I've done a little acting, but as far as like design, I haven't gone there yet. Okay. Well, I hope you, I, I really want you to do much more and I'm excited for you to grow and prosper and just build that social media presence. So you can just present Thank yourself you. or things you do and just everything in general. So what it sounds like, right? Yep. That's kind of what I go for. I just want to like be out there and, you know, just kind of be myself because I don't want to build a following very quickly of people who want to see only one thing. I'd rather build a following of people who actually want to kind of like interact with what I'm doing and see, you know, somebody who can, or people who are interested in the rounded person that I am. Because I just, I, I don't like to stick with one thing, even though this is my job and this is my art at the moment. It's not the only way in which I present myself artistically or creatively whatsoever. So I love it. And is there and is there a medium you have not worked with that you always have wanted to work with? Mm. That is a you know like living like plants, like living things. I see a lot of beautiful uh like moss art or plant sculpture art where they're like yeah, living art. I think that's really beautiful and very cool. Um I'd also like to do more glass. I've done a little bit of glass work, but Ooh, like glass, glass how work. is glass work? Is it hard? I've only d- I've never done blowing where they like you know blow it that sounds super cool I've done it just where you're making beads where it's a small torch and it's fairly easy you're just heating the glass and kind of winding it around a, a bead thing um, but I've yeah I've heard it's pretty hard and also fun like that's you know, <laughs> fire I love it exhilarating to <laughs> work a little with danger with exactly <laughs> how very New Orleans has uh, yeah, it New exactly. Orleans or New Orleans how do well, you like it dep- it's New Orleans, unless your accent is already of New Orleans. <laughs> so, oh, that's wonderful. I'm so excited to see much more from you. And we are right at 15 minutes. So shall we bring Perfect. our resident baker in to enjoy the rest of our conversation? Let's do it. That's wonderful. Let's take, do a formal introduction between the two of you. Bring him back on Tavo. Tavo, darling. Let's see, he's logging back on. There he is, there's that handsome face. Welcome back, Tavo. How was your time in the green room? <laughs> Fine, it's <that> good. <laughs> and we did not, I did not get to formally introduce either of you. So Jasper, this is Tavo. Tavo, this is Jasper. Jasper does my hat work, Tavo's done my bacon. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So I have, I had a little list of wonderful questions for the both of y'all um, that we could have some fun with. And I think would be actually very insightful for both of y'all to answer. Um, y'all are both from very respective, very beautiful, beautiful works of art in very different ways. And Tava works in craft, does a lot of fantastic crafting and just, he says he's a jack of all trades, but his work is very um, stellar. You should see his ha- his haunted house display. So Ooh. a big question is, how has y'all's family either influenced or supported y'all's art? And we can discuss that between the two of y'all. Whoever wants to go first. Shoot. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, my mom has been like so supportive of me that I'll like talk to her about basically how I'm like, I need this thing to in order to make this, and all of a sudden. It's been Amazon Prime to my doorstep, <laughs> which is great. But I'm just like, um, <laughs> I feel so bad. Uh, but I mean, I mean, overall, most of my family has been like really supportive. Like, I was actually like kind of random, but I was like really afraid when I started doing aerials. Uh, what my family would say, so I actually hid that from them for like six months until I was actually good enough to perform for them. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you can do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. And Jasper, you've I done have also, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also done acrobatics and aerials. Is oh, it yeah? because you, is it, may I ask, is it because you felt as if they would be worried about you or you felt judged? Do you feel like it's a, like a gender thing maybe or more just like a care, concern about your well-being? Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was also not out at the time. Uh, okay. So that was also kind of contributing to me, like, do do I do this? Do I not do this? Uh, but it was also like, I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm going to start this and then immediately be like, no, you're not. Kind gotcha. of thing. I've kind of gotten that before. And so uh, I was just like, let me get good at this. Let me see if I actually like this and move forward from there, which I've done it for eight years now. Nice. Wow, since you were little, you were a little 20 year old thing. (laughs) (laughs) And so how- What's your favorite- Go ahead, Jasmine. What's your favorite apparatus? Um, So I've kept up with silks uh, consistently for eight years. Um, So that would be my favorite, but I've done Lyra, Trapeze, Cube, uh, a little bit of pole um and harness work harness work awesome. harness, harness is so much fun what is that harness like fun so um it, it's it's both like if you were like to fly across the stage uh like pink or something like that like being able to flip um but at my school that we were that unfortunately closed down due to covid we had what was called wall running where you were hooked oh, up fun. in a mountain climbing harness and you would run and jump off the walls and it's like you're like walking on the moon that is so cool and jasper what did you what you did ariel what did, was your apparatus so my main one was pole and then lira and then a bit of silks but i would panic when i felt too caught and like tied up in knots it was a little too fluid for me like i like mine to stay still still <laughs> more still yeah so i mean my main apparatus was humans i did a lot of partner acrobatics okay. but for solo it was i did a bit of trapeze as well but Paul and Lyra were my main ones. Mm-hmm. That, is, uh, that is so cool. I've seen his work. I've not seen your work. And so, yeah, there's not amazing. a lot of it out there. We need anymore. evidence of this. <laughs> I'll, I'll find some. I'll find a little bit. <laughs> and so, Jasper, the same question goes to you. How has your family either inspired or supported you through your exploration of art? Well, gosh, like they were the reason. So both my mom and my stepdad, who I grew up with, were artists and my biological father, who I saw from time to time. Um, I learned how to hand sew before I can remember. Like, I don't even remember learning how to thread a needle or sew. And that's my main, like with millinery, it's mostly hand stitching. Um, and then I, on it, like I was homeschooled and most of my curriculum was my mom being like, here's some supplies, make something. And um, we also grew up fairly poor. So it was a lot of like rigging things and figuring things out. My mom is the master at doing that. She says she learned it from her mom. So a lot of learning, just skill learning um, and encouragement. Um, yeah, I would say mostly those, that direction. They were never like, you must get a college degree. They're like, you're, you're, you're fine. <laughs> and so background-wise, Tavo, you, are, are you, what is your background ethnically-wise? So we can get people to understand the diversity of the group here. Um, so I am half uh, Hispanic and half Greek. Beautiful. And Jasper, you? Yeah, my mom is, um, she grew up in Thailand. She's half Thai, half Indian, which was Indian, but is now Pakistani. So I it was told I was Indian, but Pakistan. Um, and then my dad is as white as white can be. We can't <laughs> fault him for that, though. We can't help it. Um, 
But my mom actually I've done a DNA test and Thailand is so central and has had so many people move through. I'm actually like all of Asia. Like I'm literally <laughs> Beckles. I Asia, actually remember so. a, a just time. half Asian. <laughs> I honestly I think a lot of us are. I mean, I I think I'm full-blooded Hispanic cuz the family tree don't branch too much, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Until recently. Uh as I actually remember what was, I called started calling uh Tavo uh Santicos. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why did I start calling you Santicos, Tavo? Because I'm stupid and I was <laughs> about how we had gone me and my fiance went uh, to Santicos because we needed a new theater because the last theater we were going to gave us COVID. Oh. So, new theater. And I was there and I was like, like looking at their food menu and I saw that they had euros and I was like, I've never seen a theater have euros before. Why would this Santicos? It's Greek, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> And he I told love me that. It. So of course, I, 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 when I remember, I, I just call him Santikos. <laughs> Greek theater. That sounds lovely. It is, and the food is yeah. tasty. The it food is, is really actually. It really is. I'll have so to how? Visit. How is y'all's ethnic backgrounds? Has y'all's ethnic backgrounds influenced your art in any way? Because both of you aren't just like Tavo. You are not just a, a baker, and Jasper, you're not just a milliner. Both of you are very multifaceted in different areas of art. How has your ethnic background influenced that, or has it driven it in any way? Have you experienced anything that that impacts your art? Would you like to go? Yeah, first? sure. I would definitely say so. I think. I don't know if it's well. So first of all, I have traveled to Thailand and India, so I've seen so much like beautiful cultural art and you know new textures and new foods and all of this kind of stuff. But also, I think just growing up. So my mom was from Thailand. She actually was undocumented until I was 13. So I felt like there was a lot of like figuring things out, which does generate a lot of creativity. Like you have to, you know, if I'm figuring out how to. I don't know, make the room warm because we don't have heat. I'm figuring out what textures are warm, like this wool blanket needs to go up or whatever. You know, that's kind of like nuanced, but I feel like just having um, having somebody who was always kind of like finding her way around life and trying to like figure out how to exist and feel safe did create a lot of creativity and that also led to me being homeschooled and so on and so forth but i but also just the traveling to beautiful places <laughs> and tavo what about you honestly i'm like that's i let her go first because i was like i don't think i have an answer for this one I, <laughs> like, like my background hasn't like influenced me as much as like my art goes um mm -hmm. i mean for at least my uh like greek side i've uh been a little hell-bent on trying to find like the perfect baklava recipe <laughs> oh, yeah. things to my own and learning like okay this is how this person does this so how can i do it better kind of thing and that's the sort of it there's nothing wrong with that at all and i know you get a lot of inspiration i've seen he sent me pictures of what he's doing to his bedroom and you get a, I, and i can see the background right there you tend to get a lot of influence from a very certain place a sense of like a wild guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's still what it is. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very much influenced by uh, the Disney parks specifically um, in what I do because I just I like the idea of entertainment number one and creating a setting um, for what like the Disney parks do and also Universal Studios. Um, Cause I mean, you come to my house, every room is a different theme in my house. Uh, I, I just like the imagination and all the hard work that goes into what the Imagineers do and have really taking that into what I do. I call myself a wannabe Imagineer. And you do really good work. So I wouldn't say you're a wannabe at all. And so my next question would evolve into, if somebody's wanting to go into art as two people who are so multifaceted, what would you rec what would you, what would your advice be to them if they say are somebody who's just gone through life without art? What would you say to them to start if they wanted to? Definitely that art 
is not something that needs to be like good. Like you don't make art to make it something that you want to show to other people. You just pick something up and go for it. You know, like you can study how to draw and you can study how to, I mean, baking is different. That's science, in my opinion. Decorating <laughs> art, yeah. baking science, I, I have tried. Um, but yeah, <laughs> art is just, it's not about the ego. It's not about showing people what you can do and having someone say, wow, that's really beautiful. It's about taking time to like use your body to create something. And so I'd say, don't be afraid and you don't have to show it to people if you don't feel comfortable, just do it. Love it. Yeah, I'm really going to bounce off of what you were saying because it's great what you said. Um, I mean, art is very subjective. Um, the idea of like, yeah, you can take art classes and you can learn techniques and stuff. Um, but I've always liked the idea of finding your own style because I remember in high school, I had a very specific drawing style. Like my lines were never like really straight lines. They were kind of sketchy. And someone tried to show me how to draw a straight line and I'm like, I don't want that. This is my style. Yeah. Um, and like as somebody like depending on like what they like this person would want to go into. I mean, I say dive into whatever art like really interests you and then even move from there. Because for me, uh, what I've learned is that learning different types of art, like from cake making to painting to sculpting, all of that correlates to each other and can like becoming a better sculptor can make you better at cake becoming a better painter can also correlate back to cake and vice versa um everything so comes back to cake everything goes back to cake like it, it's it's the fact that all these different forms can come back together and work with each other in some way. Even if like maybe you don't keep with one thing, it can go back to another. And then recently what I've been telling people is kind of cheesy, but um, we all know the phrase practice makes perfect. I hate that phrase because perfect puts too high of a bar on yourself and you're gonna create anxiety for yourself. Practice does not make perfect, practice makes progress. Yeah, you'll become like better, but yeah. there's no such to me. There is no such thing as perfect. I love that, and that is so. That can lead into the next question of what is it you love about art in general? Ooh, ooh. You know, ja I think Jasper answered the last question first. So Tavo, yeah, you yeah, must yeah. be a gentleman and answer this one first. <laughs> um, I just like, like for me, it's always been, I like number one, being busy with my hands. Like I have like a bunch of Lego sculptures just because I like keeping my hands busy and active. Um, but I think also- Idle it, hands is the devil playground. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's like, um, it's a nice challenge on the mind. Like, okay, what's my next project? What am I gonna create next? and how do I do said thing. Um, and so I always like to challenge myself in that respect. Um, and, and someone had asked me one time, like, how does it feel making beautiful artwork that ends up getting eaten? And I'm like, I'm sure there's some really beautiful philosophical answer there. <laughs> Creation and destruction. But for me, it's just, I get to keep creating no matter what like I just because I made one thing doesn't mean I can stop there I can keep making more cakes for people that and and it gets eaten and so there's no <laughs> waste <laughs> now Jasper darling your turn um I think I really like the um the creative process I'm not someone who like gets an idea, sketches it, and makes exactly that. It's more like gathering some supplies, having some things around me, and just having a general idea and then going for it. And the creativity comes from a place I can't even express or explain. I don't know. It's a part of my being that I don't fully understand, but it just happens. Like inspiration strikes and I'll try something and I'll be like, that's not, doesn't feel right. It's like an emotional feeling. I try something else. I'm like, yes, that feels good. And it's just the building of, it's like, I mean, I would say it's the closest thing that I have with like 
connecting to a higher version of myself. It's coming from some subconscious space that feels like it needs to play and needs to come out and get to um, get its fingers, you know, I don't know, dirty, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's that is the part I love the most. And then at the end, like looking at something and being proud of it is really nice as well. Yeah, I won't be having children, so I make art. <laughs> Fair enough. I have cats. Yeah. And <laughs> yes, exactly. I have cats and, and art. <laughs> I raised a pretty good one, right? She's asleep over there. Oh, and she's so this, asleep. She is the fattest thing in the world, and I love her so much. <laughs> so this next segment, these are my patrons on Patreon who have asked these questions. If a viewer or listener would like to ask a question of our fantastic guests, you are more than welcome to by going to www.patreon.com forward slash shining Nathan. That is a wonderful benefit my patrons get to ask, and I have a few questions for them right here. So shall we get into it? And some of them are very pointed and to each and either one of you. So shall we get into these questions? All right. This one is directed directly to you, Jasmine. Okay. Christy Mailer says, asks, what resources would you recommend for the aspiring to get into hat making? Hmm. I would say that you would probably not, if, if you're not sure you really want to get into it, you don't want to start with the full shebang. So I would say buy some bases. You can go to Etsy and you can look up millinery supply and look for pre-made hat bases. And from there, you're going to, it's a lot of hand sewing. So you want needle and thread. And um, I mean, it, it depends on the style you're trying to do. It's a little easier to to kind of learn on like fascinator styles where you don't have to band them. Anything you have to add a ribbon or band to that actually takes quite a bit of specific practice. So trying to do something that's a little bit more like show, like fascinator, a disc or a little, um, you know, uh, teardrop is what we use a lot. And you hand stitch on what, what you want. Basically it's learning to do stitches where you are making an invisible stitch. So you grab the thing but make sure that it's covered and then it's a lot of layering whereas the last thing that goes on is going to cover up a lot of the other stitching so that's kind of a verbal explanation i wish i could show you <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that so let me see and i love that but i'll still have you make my hats They're always of course. So of course. oh i have we'll so many we'll, we'll scheme some up soon i know i'm excited i'm excited <laughs> So the next question, let's see, where are my glasses? Hold on, I need my cheaters. When you start getting becoming an older guy like me, things become harder, especially on handwriting. I've never had to use that, okay. Let's see who this is for. This is from Pamela Farlin. I believe this is for both of you. Are there trends in your restricted profession that have been creatively fulfilling? Would have been trends that have been less fulfilling or unrealistic in making? Whoever wants to go first. Um, can I go first? Go first. <laughs> I, you, you, are, <laughs> you can see that sigh. <laughs> I, like there are a million and one cake trends and most of them I hate so much. I think like they're cute and stuff, but then it becomes overdone and everybody wants that. And it, it some of the designs, like, to, for me, maybe it's because it's too simple, but some of the designs, I'm like, can we not make it look like that? Because that looks like something inappropriate. <laughs> and what were these types of cakes again? Um, so there's one specifically, they're geo cakes, where you, like, take, like, a You're going to say that. Okay. <laughs> uh, take, like, a sliver out of the cake, and then you put jewels in, and usually they're in, like, that sort of shape. And if you don't do it right... Yeah. What did it look like? <laughs> uh, but there have just been some cakes that I'm just like, why is this trending? It's not that cute. Why, like? So cake pops as well. It, I mean, cake pops were a trend. They're kind. They're not as much of a trend as they were. Um, but lately, it's been these like uh, where you put this thing on top just just oh, like cellophane yeah. on top and you pour in like hot uh ganache or something like that and then you pull it up and then it pours over and i'm like i guess that's a cute activity for like kids to do it on their own cakes but i'm like to me it just it makes the cake look ugly yeah yeah i've seen i've seen there. those and 
I've seen them on or TikTok. Like, or like they put the they put like the Disney princesses in and it's supposed to do like the uh, the bottom skirt part of the dress, but then it ends up getting on the actual figure itself, and I'm just like, so you just made a mess in my opinion. <laughs> Jasper, what about Definitely. you? Uh, less so in in specifically millinery because I get to do a lot of my own, like whatever I want, right? Um, and because we are still a pretty lost art and something that's not super, like I don't have a, a hundred people coming. Well, I do have a hundred people coming to the shop, but you know what I mean? It's a little different than cakes. There's not trends that we have to follow so much. A little bit um, with Kentucky Derby, um, there's some, but it's, I don't dislike any of them. Uh, sometimes I'll have someone come in who wants a custom and I work with them and I'm like, are you sure that's what you want? And I have to <laughs> sign it and put my name on it, but you know, it's what they want and I'm gonna make them happy. So as long as they're happy with it, it's fine. Yeah. There's certain there's certain styles I don't like to make as much because they're difficult. Some of the older styles that are like very picky and floofy are a little. <laughs> it's a lot of work. But I I don't want to do it. And that question was by Pamela Farley, one of my patrons on Patreon. Okay, this one's specifically towards Tavo, and this is from Cynthia. Do you have any tasty sweet recipes for vegans? I'll have to actually look through because I know I've been through them. Um, that's something that I'm still like, I, I need to toy around with. Uh, I have I have a good, it's not my recipe, um, but there is a really good um, al vegan apple pie that's like one of the best apple pies I've ever had. Um, I didn't make it to where it was vegan, but it's easily made that way. Um, I've always had kind of bad luck when it comes to making something vegan because some of the times you'd think, okay, I can just replace butter with vegan butter and this with that. Um, I've learned the hard way that's not the case. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how stupid. There's nothing. And so, what in the vegan apple pie do you replace to make it vegan? Um. There, there is vegan butter in it. Uh, the vegan butter, uh, I think there was honey in it, but I know there's like a uh, argument over whether honey is considered vegan or not because bees produce it, but they don't necessarily need it. Um, mm -hmm. But there's like uh, coconut milk in it. Um, uh, there's a different type of egg wash. I can't remember the type of egg wash that she used. Um, Cause you can do like, uh, like the chickpeas, the, I can't remember the name of it, but you-, you like, like the broth? Yeah, the broth and you like whip it up and you can use that as like a, uh, as an egg wash on top of the crust. Ooh, that sounds tasty. It's interesting. Yeah. Like just a can <laughs> of chickpeas and you just pour the, the juice from it. And it's really? like it whip froths up like an egg way. It's wild. Oh, those chickpeas be coming up out of nowhere. And it's really <laughs> them and cauliflower. That a cauliflower a cauliflower rice. We're gonna make a cauliflower cake. You know what? I'm gonna give you a challenge to make me a, a cake made of cauliflower, Tavo. Okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That was a very that was a very unhappy okay. <laughs> <laughs> now this question is from Oh dang it, let me get the name right. Hold on, I messed it up. I was writing in a hurry. And whenever I write in a hurry, I write like a doctor. And I don't even have the education for that. So let me see. This is Lo from Loba de Rio. She is a patron on my Patreon, and she asked, this one specifically for Jasper, how do you keep a straw hat from losing its shape? They can't seem to find a straw hat stiffener. Is there one that you can recommend for a black straw? Mm. So you can always steam your hat. Um, I would have to kind of see the material to know exactly how it's going to respond. But even if you don't have a steamer, you can put, if you have a kettle, you put your kettle on the stove, open it up, boil it to the point where it's steaming and you can use the kettle to steam your hat. So you'd steam it back into a shape you want. You would use, it's a general lacquer that we use, but you don't want to put it on the top of the hat. 
where you can see it. You would do it more on the inside and the underneath. Um, Manhattco is the company that we use. I don't know if they sell non-wholesale, but Manhattco lacquer, all-purpose lacquer. And you just give it a spritz inside and a spritz on the underside and that will um, hold its like form. That's what we use. So. And so if you just got to keep it flat or just like... I mean, it depends on the shape you're trying to to get it to be in. Obviously, it's best if you have a block. You can use a styrofoam head as well if you're not using heat. Um, you just steam it and then stick it on that head or if you can get a block that's like um, the soft. I always get the name wrong, but I call it bossel wood, but I know it's something else, another type of wood. Um, you just stick the hat on there and if you can, you just get some long pins and like shape it how you want and pin it or you can just shape it with your hands and hold it. Like spray the underneath first, inside, stick it down and hold it. Or you can just hold it, like if depending on how you're trying to shape it. So with the like fedora, how you have the point, um, I use these fingers to make that point. And sometimes I just take the hat and like squish it and like flip it and hold it. But that takes a little bit of practice. So I'd have to know what type of shape they're trying to do, but <laughs> steam and lacquer. Love it. All, Honestly, all purpose lacquer. That sounds like it can fix a lot of things in everybody's life. <laughs> yes, exactly. Steam and lacquer. So I guess I have a question for both of you. What, since y'all are both so multifaceted, what is the your favorite piece of art you have either done performance-wise or created? Since y'all have y'all aren't just a baker and a milliner. Oh boy. <laughs> We're both like, um... Yeah, I don't know if I can answer that question. Oh, how dare. <laughs> I know. I mean, I did I did kind of answer it before. As far as like cake goes, is that the Avatar Pandora cake, but as far as like an aerial reference goes, like the monster act I did back in October is like my favorite thing I've ever done as far as uh, an aerial performance goes. That's wonderful. And it was a great act, honestly. Jasper. I, I would say, okay, I'm gonna like go broad. My favorite performance style, because even though I haven't gotten into all of it, I've done a lot of performance, was partner acrobatics. I can't give you like one show, but I um, performed with my partner at the time and our group was acrodisiac. So we did like sensual acrobatics kind of, and mm -hmm. our shows were my favorite. Um, and then as far as like physical art, some of the costumes I've made for Mardi Gras have been probably my favorites as far as like, you know, three-dimensional handmade art. So Mardi Gras costumes and <laughs> acrobatics. <laughs> that's as love... far down as I can go, <laughs> narrowing it down. So we're at the end of our show. Tavo, where can people, where would you like people to find you and order your cakes and make your dream come true? Um, so they can follow me uh, on my cake page, which is uh, at Magic Cakes by Tavo. And then you can pretty much find me everywhere else. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube under Ricky Tiki Tavo. Ricky Tiki Tavo. Love that name. Okay. And Jasper, where would you like people to find and support yeah. you? Yeah, my TikTok is at Jasper Friend. My first and last name, Jasper Friend. And currently I just started uh, Instagram just for my hats. And that is at jasper's hat no sorry at jasper's underscore hats i hope that's it i think that's it <laughs> <laughs> i'll post it on my tiktok um and then i also have at athena.noir and that is my um silk robes and, and the like that's instagram and i love the i have three of them i have three of her robes you've probably seen them on my instagram and tiktok it's the blue one very new orleans style and then the orange one also very new orleans style i feel like a lady of the night that makes a lot of money sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that's the right feeling you know i, I know I feel it's they're so soft they're actually the softest thing i've ever act ever worn uh, it are those robes so sometimes because my that. apartment is so old and i have all this antique furniture i just lay there and act like i'm banished to bois and just ask it where the liquor is <laughs> oh i feel like i should also mention my the shop i works for work for, oh yeah you can see a lot of my work the instagram for that is it's fleur f-l-e-u-r day d-e paris p-a-r-i-s dot hats it's fleur a lot fleur, fleur de petty dot hats um you can also find that through my personal tiktok it's i post it 
you'll find me. I love it. Well, thank you both so much for today. Y'all were a joy to have here, and I'm so glad I was able to get not just people that were of 2D mediums. Because when people think of art, they usually think, "Oh, that painting," but not like cakes and Ariel and hats and costuming. So I'm so glad I got to have y'all here on today's show. Oh, thank you for having us. Thank it's been you. Lovely. It has been a delight. So thank you, everyone. And I hope you all enjoyed it. Be sure to follow them both on all of their Instagram, their socials, everywhere you can. And as always, remember to turn on that notification bell, lock this video and subscribe. And from your gay auntie and my two beautiful guests, you'll have a good night. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank y'all. I would like to personally thank you for watching Talking Tea with Auntie on this third episode on art and artistry. I'm so happy you are here and very thankful that you are enjoying it. And if you really enjoyed it, please be sure to turn on that notification bell and subscribe to this channel on whatever app you're listening or watching this on. A special thank you to my patrons on Patreon and those who asked questions of our guests today. Kirsty Mailer. Pamela Farley, Cynthia, and Loba Del Rio. These questions provide fantastic conversation between my guests and I and my guests and themselves. If you would like to ask questions of my guests, feel free to become a patron on my Patreon for as low as $3 a month. Becoming a patron on my Patreon helps support this channel and all my other works, and so I'd be very flattered if you would. Please, and thank you. I would also like to thank Magic Cakes by Tavo and Jasper Friend for being guests on this show. Our next episode is going to focus on a very fantastic topic that is currently in the whole macro space as we know it, a big conversation piece regarding what it means to be a man. Or in other words, being a man and what does it mean? where I have two fantastic gentlemen who have worked through deconstructing what toxic masculinity has done, what is toxic masculinity, and where they are now in their journey versus where they've been. That episode will air on the 13th of February, I think a perfect time, on Monday. I believe I'm going to start making these episodes come out every other Monday on the dot. So please turn on that notification bell. As always, I'm so happy you're here, and another thank you to all my patrons on Patreon who make this possible. Truly, I am thankful and honored for every single one of you.